Have you worried about a future event during which you foresee having trouble sleeping? Maybe you're having trouble sleeping now because of the forecasting. Maybe you've wondered, how can you prepare yourself for that future event so you don't struggle so much then as well as in this moment? Well, if this sounds familiar to you, you've had what we call anticipatory insomnia. And I have something new for you. I'm going to teach you what I used to teach, which is still very valid, but there was something I had missed, which maybe has more practical value than anything else. So uh, again, welcome, uh, welcome here. And um, uh, we are going to talk about anticipatory insomnia today and an update on my teachings on this topic. So um, for those of you who wonder like, what is anticipatory insomnia? Put down a little definition here. Anticipatory insomnia is when we have uh, trouble sleeping or just anxiety from foreseeing that a future event or situation will be keeping us from sleeping well. So this can be, for example, uh, when you, you know that you're gonna travel somewhere in two weeks and you know you're gonna have some trouble sleeping and you're wondering, you know, what can I do about that? And this ambiguity and worry is causing stress in this moment. You know, you have trouble sleeping now or anxiety from something that's gonna happen in the future. This is anticipatory insomnia. So the, the question that I often get is something like this, like, hey, Daniel, this thing's happening in two weeks. What can I do? You know, uh, this is a typical anticipatory insomnia question. So uh, to answer this one, I've, I've uh, you know, uh, divided our class today in two parts. Uh, one is what I taught on anticipatory insomnia and what I had missed. Uh, quite simple. So let's just jump right into it. What uh, did I teach uh, on AI? What I have taught on AI, AI here does not mean artificial intelligence, but rather anticipatory insomnia. And again, uh, what we're going to go through here is still very valid. So, um, you know, I, I think this is this still truth here. And so um, this first part is, is uh, broken up into A, B, and C. A is this one. Preparing a way to prevent trouble sleeping during the event is very appealing. So the thing is that our brain is this survival machine. And when it knows that in two weeks from today, in all likelihood, there will be some trouble sleeping. You know, it goes like, oh, this is good because I can now prepare myself. I can prevent this. I can somehow come up with a way to make sure that doesn't happen because I already see it. I foresee it. I have this time advantage. And so the, the idea of control is very appealing to the brain. That's all it wants because uh, it's a safety machine. It's a survival machine and control to it means survival. So this idea that we can prepare in some way is very appealing. But when preparing means trying to come up with a way to prevent us having trouble sleeping, most likely it will lead to more difficulties. And this just comes from the fundamental truth when it comes to sleep, which is that sleep is a passive process. It's something that happens when we're not trying to manage it or control it or prevent it, right? So if we try to like, oh, I'm going to do this and this and that to make sure I sleep really, really well, that's just going to lead to this anticipation and thinking and pondering and more intention focused on it. And we're, we're in all likelihood, likelihood going to have more trouble sleeping. And conversely, less attempts to try to prevent or control what's going to happen in, in a couple of weeks. It's kind of less appealing to the brain because again, it, it, it we're not giving it that idea that it can have control, but that's what leads to where we want to be. The more we go towards like, yeah, I might have some trouble sleeping in, in two weeks when this event happens, it's very likely, but 
uh, you know, if that happens, it happens. I'm not going to try to do anything to prevent that. That actually is, is a helpful and nice way. Now, B here uh, is about canceling. So uh, sometimes we can have the idea that maybe I should just not go. Maybe I should just do this thing, whatever it is. And it, it, that is tricky uh, because it, it's sort of like there's a very fancy way of saying this in, in academia that I come across. It, it, it sort of prevents disconfirmation, I think, is, is, is the word used sometimes, which, which is, <laughs> you know, again, the kind of a convoluted say, way of saying that if we cancel an event, then we don't get to experience that it would have gone well, you know, we might have had some trouble sleeping, but we would have been fine. And when we cancel, we don't really get to experience that. And when we don't get to experience that, we can, it can maintain the idea that, you know, that future event is something really dangerous, scary, something we need to avoid. And it can maintain this idea that there's some things we can't do because we've had trouble sleeping, you know, we can kind of limit our lives, if you, if you will. So canceling can be tricky. Uh, generally speaking, it really helps not to cancel and go, and go through with what we've been scared of. But if we, do, if we do decide to cancel, maybe that's just what we need at that time, you know? Maybe it, maybe it was a lot of, maybe it's a lot of pressure on us. And, and if we do cancel, we can just look at that as a little act of self-kindness. And, and that is really helpful. Courage to go through with it, kindness, if we don't, you know, courage and kindness, both really, really helpful. That's B. Now, C, um, where I always used to sort of, you know, the, the final point I used to make on Antisipurant Summer would be this one, that after the event, you can take note of the fact that you had the courage to do it. You, you, you went through with it, even though you were scared of it. And courage is very helpful. And you get to see that, you know, there's no limitations. You can do whatever you want to do. Really, really nice. And also take a note of the fact that you're whole, nothing happened, there, there, there was no actual danger, no real danger. Insomnia is really all about a perceived threat. We think that oh, if I don't sleep this and this will happen. And maybe we didn't have a good time. Maybe we didn't sleep well. And maybe that, you know, it wasn't the best of times, but we're safe. We're nothing, there was no harm to us. And just knowing that, that there's no danger can really, really help, uh, per, you know, uh, kind of lower the fear of this, this event happening in the future. So the, these three points uh, used to be what I, you know, the, the points I always made when somebody asked me about anticipatory insomnia. And then I want to say this is now maybe three weeks ago, four weeks ago, something like that. Somebody asked in the comment section uh, on YouTube about uh, a future event. And then something really struck me that led to uh, the second point of this, uh, this class here, which is what I had missed, what I really hadn't talk, talk, uh, uh, thought so much about. So we'll start here. Imagine that there is this future event. Maybe you're going to be traveling. Maybe you're going to sleep, be sleeping outside of your own bed. Maybe you're going to have guests in your house. Maybe you're weaning off medications. It, it really doesn't matter what it is. Like there is an event in the future and you think this will lead to some trouble sleeping. Well, if that, if not sleeping so much during this event didn't scare us, we wouldn't try to prevent it. We'd be like, yeah, I'm going to have some choppy sleep and... And that's all. But it, it is when we're scared of that, that we're trying to prevent it. In other words, what we can say is that what we're actually trying to get away from aren't these circumstances, the circumstances or the event or the circumstance that we may sleep less, but it is our emotions around this future event. That is what we're trying to get away from that we don't want to experience in the now. Now, 
it, I'm just going to read this and then and then kind of uh, uh, decipher it. Exposing yourselves to the event helps because indirectly we're exposing ourselves to the emotion that the event brings up. In other words, what I had talked about in the past was really all about looking at this event as something we've been scared of that we don't need to be scared of and sort of exposing ourselves to the event, being willing to not try to prevent the event and go to the event and see that we're fine even during the event. But if you imagine somebody who's been scared of like sleeping in a hotel and they go like, okay, I'm going to make myself sleep in a hotel so I get rid of this fear forever, right? That person may very well end up in the hotel room super, super scared because I'm still scared. I have to stay here. I'm still scared. That person is trying to sort of <clears throat> expose themselves to the event, to the thing they're, they're scared of, the circumstances. But at the same time, avoid the emotions around it. Get away from the emotions, you know, escape the emotions. And, and whenever we try to escape something, we, we it feeds the brain this idea that that is really dangerous. So when we try to escape our emotions, that's really what amplifies them, you know? And with, with this in mind, what really helps is actually not exposing ourselves to the event, but the emotions around it. We don't need, actually, we don't e actually even need the event to expose ourselves to anxiety, for example, the human emotion. And there's plenty of that in daily life. Every day, you know, we, we have moments where we're scared, where we're worried, where we're, you know, other emotions too, other unpleasant emotions like anger, things like that. And, and when we are willing to experience those emotions in daily life, that is teaching our brain that these are fine. These are not dangerous. They're just emotions, you know? So ahead of the event, and here's the thing, here's the, here's the thing that I missed. There is actually something we can quote unquote do way ahead of the event that can actually really help. Ahead of the event, we can practice befriending emotions. Befriending, you know, is just another word for accepting or sitting with or anything that isn't trying to push away is, we can say befriending or use these other words. Uh, so ahead of the event, what we can do is really practice befriending emotions. And that can be, as I said, just when they happen randomly in daily life, we can take note of that, oh, uh, I think I forgot my list of things to, to you know, for, for grocery shopping. And then we kind of become scared. Oh, what am I going to do? Then we, then we can know, oh, I'm a little scared here. And that's fine. I, it's, you know, it's just it's just a signal. It's just a way that the, the brain communicates with me. We, we can practice befriending emotions. And and we can also even, um, in the context of anticipatory insomnia here, what we can do is think about the event. Think about the event and think about how we may have trouble sleeping during the event. And if that brings up some fear and anxiety, well, that is our opportunity to befriend it, see that th that's all it is. It's just an emotion. It's just uh, some sensations in my body. That's all it is. And when we are no longer scared of being scared, we no longer will have anticipatory insomnia. I will conclude there. I hope this made a lot of sense to you. As always, uh, let me know in the comment sections what you thought. And uh, if you are finding that you know our content here is leading you where you want to be, a place of peaceful sleep and peace of mind, that is wonderful. And also share that in the comment section. Always so nice to hear that. On the flip side, things are tricky. If you're not feeling like yourself, you're feeling alone, isolated, you're not really seeing how you can arrive where you want to be, then please go ahead uh, and uh, head over to our website, thesleepcoachschool.com, and check out our coaching options. And if you decide to join, then we look forward to seeing you on the inside. With that said, I will conclude here. Look forward to having you back real soon. Bye for now.